I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. What up, world? Yeah, it's your boy Jay Black. Every day I'm grinding the greatness. I'm a go-getter. Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah. Now the guests I got in the building today got them three words coming. Not once, not twice, but three times. Y'all hear that? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome to the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. For the new viewers and listeners, go-getter. What's a go-getter? I'm glad you asked. My logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. So I'm saying it's the right mindset, you go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind. It takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a go-getter, I'm a go-getter. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest says success is the only option. Now, I do got to ask this question. Have y'all been doing the mental exercises? Now, for the new viewers and listeners, mental exercises, what are you talking about? Well, as you know, we live in a very cold, dark world. So I think it's very important every day that you're the first person to speak life into yourself. So when you first wake up, this is a great exercise. I need three positive thoughts. I'll share a couple of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. Now, this is when you first wake up. Do minimum three, but you can do as many as you want. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we have a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror and say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, for those with kids, I do want to warn you. You know, I wake up at 410 in the morning every day, right? So I got young kids. So I got cussed out a few times. So I don't want you to be like me and get cussed out. I am great. Success is the only option. 4, 10 in the morning is not a good look. My wife can cuss me out a few times. So I'm going to give you the alternate version. You can do it this way too. I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Same intensity. Now also, um, I want to shout out my mentoring program, Go Get It Academy. Um, we're going to get an academy, focus on youth ages 7 to 16. We focus on mental health, financial literacy, leadership development, entrepreneurship, community service. Uh, we actually work with the young kings and the young queens. And I'm very excited because this past week we had a very great week. We had the highest numbers. So, Chris, actually, we do something called behavior rankings every week. So, go get it. It's a mindset. It's a way of life. So, with behavior rankings, they can't just be a go-getter in school. They got to be a go-getter at home, too. So they already know what their chores are, so their parents should have to remind them. So one is terrible, 10 is great. So we actually had five tens this past week out of uh, 20 kids. 20 kids, so that's big. And the other ones, we had a lot of between eight, seven to tens. I expect them to be okay. an eight to 10. But I definitely want to shout out um, Jeremiah Bernie. This young king has had 10. His, his, so they, got, they give me a number, right? But their parents got to confirm the number. So his mom has give, given him a 10 plus for the last month. So mm. big shout out to 
Young King, uh, Jeremiah Bernie. He's definitely been doing a great job. Now, I got to get to my guest, Chris Singleton. So, Chris Singleton is a former professional athlete. And before I get, before I even say this bio, which is amazing, I need Chris to say what's up to the people. Say what's up to the people, Chris. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. I love your energy, bro. You, you hype me up for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. And um, your story, and um, I got to say something the other day you did, man, was crazy. We'll get that a little later, though. But Chris Singleton is a former professional athlete drafted by the Chicago Cubs in 2017. Following the loss of his mother in a racially motivated mass shooting, Chris has now become an inspirational speaker and best-selling author who has shared this message of unity and racial. Um, don't, don't trip me over this word. Reconciliation with clients such as Microsoft, Houston, Texas, Houston Texans, Washington Wizards, and the list goes on. He shares with over 50 organizations and over 30,000 students annually and resides with his spouse and his son, CJ, and his younger brother in Charleston, South Carolina. So I want, something I want to dive into, right? You got drafted in 2017. Yeah. The mass, the mass shooting happened in 2015. So... Me just personally knowing more than a few people that lost their mother, they shut down for years. You actually were able to still get drafted. So I want to understand where you were mentally at that time. Because for you to, the few people I know, they shut down for years. I mean, like at least 10 years. You got drafted. So you got your, your perspective was different. So let's talk about that. I want to rewind to that phase right there. Yeah, man, like you say, success is the only option. You know what I'm saying? So it was tough for me for sure. But what I what I basically said to myself was, I'm doing this to honor my mom and to honor those that were taken away. And so every single day I woke up and I got into the training room or I got into the weight room or I got on the field or I'm in the cages working by myself, I was thinking about them. And uh, that motivation, man, it, it changed me to be, you know, a pretty, you know, okay player to being a really good player, good enough to be able mm -hmm. to play professionally. And that – you know, that mindset of about a year and a half after my mom was taken away, it's just a year and a half of straight grinding, bro. Like, I was just locked in that whole time. And then the only thing I was looking at was, hey, I want to get drafted to, 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 to make my mother proud. And uh, ultimately, I was able to do that. Were you able to switch to that mindset, like, right away? Because I know it was some anger there. That was dramatic, like, for her to be in the church. I mean, I remember the story. I was like, man, I, I was pissed. You know, um, how long did it take you to get to that point? Yeah, man. Well, well, to be honest, man, I, I'm a believer and I think that God placed forgiveness on my heart. And the crazy thing is, I know for a fact that if I did, if I wasn't a believer, there's no way that would happen. First of all. Right. right? And uh, second of all, um, it took me some time now. It took me some time to get through the process of grieving the way I was. But the thing that I, I was I made a mistake with was I pretended like everything was OK at first. I pretend like everything was all fine and dandy. I wasn't hurting by any means. I was on TV. They had me on uh, on uh, the Today Show. They had me on E60. They had me on uh, Cam Newton came to my house, right? Tom Brady flew me up there with my brother. Like, all these things are happening, and I'm just pretending like I'm totally fine. Right. And then when my father passed away a little bit after, I, uh, I finally broke down and said, man, I got to let these emotions out. And when I did that, it was the best thing I could have ever done because it allowed me to be a brand-new person and saying, hey – Yes, life is tough, but we can get through tough things and still be great people and still have great lives. And you dropped so many jewels, so I got to press the rewind button. But I think something that's very powerful with you, and this the this the people. I think this is the point where people fall short at. 
Every test leads to a testimony as long as you keep going. You know, see what happens is a lot of people, yeah. they cut their legs off. They don't keep going. So they don't get to actually get see to get to the testimony part. You know, and um, people live start to live uh, unfulfilled lives because they, they, they give up. You know, and then they just become miserable and bitter. But I think it's powerful that you were able to your perspective. When success is the only option, the mindset is success is the only option. So you're gonna figure it out, and you hold on and honoring your mother. So that definitely is I can imagine the feelings and emotion. Anytime that you got tired, you could just think about that. And that's one thing with me. I got a lot of tattoos, but with mine is spiritual. You know, so I could be thinking I got my daughters on my shoulder. Got my son, I'm flexing right here, Jamar Jr. You know, but I could, and my mother, you know, I got it right here, but I could just think, I can get dead tired, whatever I'm doing, but I can just think about any of these, or I just point and look at them, instant boost the energy. So, what you were just talking about, I, I try to teach people to learn about their buttons, you know. So, it's buttons, there's fuel buttons. You could be dead tired, feel like you don't got no fuel to go on. If you press that button, you find the fuel, you know. So, I think, I think that's, that's definitely dope. Now, with you also, a big motivation is you had a little brother looking at you now. So now that you're definitely uh, more responsibility. So was it you? Let's talk about that. Was it uh, just you and him or did you have somebody else that y'all stayed with until for a time being or? Yeah. Yeah. So um, afterwards, you know, my brother lived with my aunt for about six months and I have a little sister as well. Right. They lived okay. with her for about six months. Um, and ultimately I said, man, you know what, this isn't, we want to be together. Right. Whether I got to right. stop playing baseball, whatever I got to do, we're going to be together. And everybody kept telling me, Chris, no, keep playing baseball, man. We'll make sure your family gets with you. And uh, once I got drafted, I was you know, fortunate enough to be able to buy a house for my family. And uh, everybody moved in with me. Everybody moved in with me. Mm. And mm. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. I got to you know, have my brother and sister there because my parents had passed away. My wife was with me. She was holding down the fort when I was playing ball on the road. And so things things were things were going extremely well. Finally. Yeah. I like I like that 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 word he said wife wife that's 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 dope you know we definitely change the narrative black men get a different type of I think a stereotype but I think that's very important that we are not just shacking up you know we actually are marrying our queen so wife you know so hold on so how um how old were you how old were you, you got married I was twenty one twenty two. Woo, you, woo, you got it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you hey, made but, that but, decision. But we, we've been together since high school. We've been together, rocking together since 10th grade, man. So okay. we, we already had like, you know, nine years in. Uh, okay. Eight, eight or nine years in when we when we got uh, uh, engaged and married, yeah. Okay, that's great. So that's actually the process with me. It was uh, We've been together 16, and we we, we seven years married uh, coming up June 14th. June 14th. So I gotta be, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chris. I gotta, I gotta get my, my, my beach body all the way ready. I gotta get these abs going, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta turn up on my diet because I'm trying to have my bro, shirt been, up on the beach. I've been seeing you grind, bro. I've been seeing you do your thing and you co and you're like coaching this too now, right? I, I saw you like coaching a class once and I was like, man, you were killing it, bro. I know your energy, like you, they can't slack right. off neither. I know you be getting them right. Right. And it's crazy because it wasn't uh, it wasn't part of the plan. You know, I'm just but I can't I'm just me. So I'm naturally uh, motivational. Just one time she asked me just to uh, teach a class. So now I'm teaching classes here and there when she needs to go out of town or somewhere. So, yeah, and I love it because I love to inspire people anyway. So I didn't think I'd be training people, but it's I'm, I'm loving every second of it. So, yeah, I'm definitely um, when the pandemic happened, man, I gym shut down. I, I, I got up to the biggest ever been in my life. I got up to 266, mm. you know, and I was like, um, I didn't realize I got that big. It was kind of funny. My wife took a picture, and I thought she had photoshopped it. 
I'm like, man, what you stop playing? She's like, no, nah, this is real. <laughs> right. Wow. She's like, no, you I'm like, oh, what? So I am down to um 217 now. You know, I wanna what? I wanna come. Yeah, 217. Pounds, man. My goodness. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down to 217. I wanna um whatever it's gonna take for them abs to be there. So I'm thinking right now the goal is 205. You know, so I want to go down to whatever I need to go down to, then bump back up to 215 with abs. So that's the goal. So that's the goal. But I also want to ask you this. So where, okay, so you had your foundation is God, so that was easy for you to, it was made it easier for your, your perspective to change or things. But when did you decide to become a speaker? Where did that come in at? Yeah, man. And my foundation was was my my faith, right? But to be honest, like practically speaking, bro, like, you know, I unfortunately I realized a lot of bad stuff happens to good people. Um, right. And the different the difference is like some people will give up and say, this is it. What was me? And some people will say, regardless of what happens to me, I'm going to do something great with my life. And I was like, man, I'm not going to let this cripple me for the rest of my life. Um, even though I am a man of faith, it's, it's tough for anybody to lose their mother in a church. Right. You know, regardless right. of how, how strong your faith may be. And so right. for me, I was like, yo. Man, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to, to to turn this pain into purpose, and that's when I started watching these motivational speakers on YouTube. You know, like okay, Eric Thomas, right. like right. Inky Johnson. I saw a video of a guy named Inky Johnson. And I saw this video. I said, man, if I can be, if I can make somebody feel half the way this guy just made me feel, that's what I'm gonna do in my life. And uh, so I ended up, you know, starting to speak a little bit. People were asking me to come accept the awards and stuff like that, and I just was saying, yeah. And then. Uh, Around 2017, after I got drafted, I really was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this speaking thing, man. Let's do it. And I started That's reaching out up. to a couple of schools. I started saying, hey, I'll come volunteer. Like, I want to serve you guys. And uh, it, it just started growing from there, growing from there. And then now I'm able to speak, you know, corporately to NBA teams, NFL teams, um, colleges around the nation. I've been able to speak in 40 of the 50 states all because mm. of me just you know, getting, putting it out there. I told everybody, Hey, this is what I'm doing in my life. I'm going to start speaking. Even when I was still playing baseball, right. Mm. My passion was just sharing this story that I had to honor my mom and to this mission of unity and resilience that I have. And so that's kind of how things started back in 2017. And like anything else in the world, like when you work at something and you perfect your craft in something, like I think results are going to come from that. Definitely. I definitely, I think that the thing you said, honoring your craft, when you perfect it, you take the, you want to invest. And I think, um, our meeting just wouldn't invest. 2017 was actually the year too. I made middle of 2017. I actually did my first speaking engagement under the title of motivational speaker. So that was the time I was really figuring it out and say, you know, this is what I really want to do. And I was seeing videos, uh, Les Brown, Tony Robbins. Uh, when I seen E.T. though, when I seen E.T., I was like, wow, I can be me and do this. You know, because uh, everything I was doing, the music, I've been performing our schools my whole life. I'm used yeah. to being on stage. And then um, the story, like one thing Oprah Winfrey said, the most powerful contribution we have to the world is our story. So it's mm. very important that we share it. You know, we share it. So I was like, dang, I could be me. And um, from there, man, then uh, I think fast forward, it was a tough time. The pandemic, everything shut down. I was like, you know what? I seen Jeremy. I seen Jeremy from read you and I was like you know what I really need to invest to really learn the game there's a saying it's one of my favorite quotes a smart person learns from their own mistakes but a wise person learns from other people's mistakes now you're going to be you're going to make mistakes be smart learn from them but there's so many mistakes that Jeremy went through that we don't got to make he already did it so we can get the game from him and then shorten our role now we do still got to go through growing pains but I was That's like true. you know I need to invest in this community so that was the um, I'm glad I made that investment you know so I've actually be between that and then I made the investment in uh 
University of Moguls because I wanted to become an author during the pandemic. So those were, those were, those were two great investments. And I want to get to that, you know, so author, author. So it was a natural, it was a natural transition for you as far as becoming an author. Nah, man, not at all. Like, I, I think there's two types of people. There's people that, that are authors that speak. And then there are people that are speakers that write just because like, that's part of the, that's part of it. Right. It's part of what we do. And right. so I'm more of the speaker that writes just because it's part of what we do. But the thing, right. the reason why I wrote children's books was, you know, my story is about something very sad. Right. And I said, I don't want to tell kids about, I don't want to break their hearts. Right. That's not my place. So let right. me get this message of unity across, regardless of what we look like, regardless of where we're from. We realize I teach these kids, hey, everybody's different. Everybody's got a different fingerprint. There'll never be a person that has the same one as you. And I teach mm. things like that through right. these children's books. You know what I'm saying? So that was the transition right. for me. And it was taking a leap, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I, I put my own personal money into it, the first book, because I self-published it. I had big dreams. I was like, man, if I if I if I'm if I sell a thousand copies, I'll be able to make my money back. Um, and 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 we did like fifteen hundred copies the first six hours. It just started blowing up because different celebrities were taking it. They were sharing it. Uh, the Obama Foundation got it. They shared it out there. Different magazines. Um, and now now we're about eighteen thousand copies deep. And it was it just released in in June of twenty twenty. My first one. Wow, that is a blessing, man. And that's the power of just, uh, just really just tapping into your purpose and just not uh, sometimes I want to talk about this. It's, it's natural sometimes for fear to, to jump in. And uh, but you decided to uh, fight through that emotion. So I want to talk about the process, your process, because people will see this long goal. They'll see the glitz and glamour. But they understand it was a process, you know. So I want you to talk yeah. a little bit more about the process. So for me, the process was I didn't know anything about children's books, bro. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know anything. All I knew is that I was going to write a children's book, right? You talk about success being the only option. Like I, the only option for me was writing this book. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it was going to get done. And so I started putting out that, it out there to the universe. Hey, I'm right, right, going to write this children's book. Hey, I'm going to write this children's book. I was telling everybody. And then people were asking me, well, how are you doing it? I don't know yet. I, I got to figure that part out. And right. then, you know what I'm saying? What, what finally happened was somebody said, hey, well, you know, my, my mother-in-law wrote, writes children's books. I'm like, well, mm. I got I to gotta meet your mother-in-law. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had right. coffee with this person. Uh, she saw that my heart was pure about it, right? I wasn't in it to, you know, do this or do that. She knew that my heart was pure. Um, and she said, well, I'll help you out, Chris. And I told her the story. I wrote the story of the the, the kid coming from Nigeria that, that gets picked on because he's different. Then they celebrate his differences at the end. And finally, mm. I, I gave it to her. She's like, Chris, this is amazing, but this ain't no kid's book. This is like a, a middle school novel, right? This is 64 pages, got to be 32. And so we ended up breaking it down, cutting it down even more. And then I found out um, through her connections, right? Because it just connections is everything in life. Through her right. connections. I found another person out in uh, California that can help me put the book into actual uh, file form. And then he, he gave me the connect to, to get them printed. So all this is just by put it out there put and out there. by putting all this out there, like, and just talking to people, not being nervous about it, just going saying I'm, I'm going for it. That's how we were able to get all these different things uh, set up. And I will mention this man, because I think this is extremely important. So for me, what I did, the, the book did so well that I was able to buy a rental property cash because of this mm. one product that I put out. 
right? So you talk about Ooh. generational wealth. You talk about financial literacy that we're talking about. I was able to buy a rental property for my family. It was $107,000. I was able to get that, that money from my book and buy this rental property cash. And now that rental property will pay me for the rest of my life, my son for the rest mm. of his life, and hopefully my son's sons for the rest of his life if they don't right. sell it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so, so, right. So that's, that's what I think is important about generational wealth. All for me, just taking a leap. Like, I, I'm going to write this children's book, and God has blessed it uh, extremely thus far. Oh, that is great. That is wonderful. And that's powerful. Some of you are talking about generational wealth. I think that's that's so important. And um, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, because right pretty much in the lines of this, I want to know, I want you to share with the people the principles that you live by. Yeah, well, number one, your, your character counts, man. Your character uh, is number one. When you talk about just in life, people are going to judge you regardless of, you know, you know, maybe they'll judge you and write you off based on the way you look or maybe your skin color. Um, but your character needs to shine through everything. And so that's one of the things that I, I, I live by. Um, I want to be a great husband and a father. Right. Uh, because what, what good is it to be everywhere speaking, uh, have my book selling everywhere, doing this, having success if I can't share with my own family. Right. That's that's the one thing I never want to want to be is is a person that's out there in the public. And then behind closed doors, he's not a he's not a good person to his family. Um, so I want to be a number one husband, number one dad. And then lastly, man, my faith. Right. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that um, my mother's in a better place for lack of better terms. I believe she's rejoicing eternally. And uh, even if I wasn't a man of faith, I would just want to be right. Because this world is tough. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I'm thinking, OK, this can't be it. And I know for a fact that God has poured into me in my life. And I've been able to do amazing things um, only because of his, 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 his goodness. So I, I want to ask you this, and I think that I know the answer. But every time, is, would you say that when you speak, is it kind of like therapy for you? Is it so fulfilling? Like when you're speaking and ministering to other people, every time you do a speaking engagement, do you feel that way when you speak? Man, you know what? You're the third person that asked me that today, man. That's crazy. Wow. It is It is definitely therapy, right? I was actually speaking to a mental health uh, hospital up in Maryland today, this morning, virtually. And uh, one of the questions they asked me was like, Chris, how do you share about all this pain that you have, right? How do you share about it? And I said, because right. this is therapy for me. Most people, they, they the, the, the worst things that happen in our lives, we, 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 we guard them. We protect them. We don't want to talk about them. We want to forget them, but they'll always be there. But for me, addressing the things that hurt so deep and expressing those and the stories that I have, um, sharing with people, I've been through this, but look where I'm at now. Look where I'm still going towards, right? Look what I'm becoming is it's therapeutic, man. Uh, I heard somebody say that you have to be your own, like in your, in your life story, you have to be your own hero, right? You can't be looking right. at other people to be this or to be that. Like you are the hero in your own story. And so for me, I think about it like that in, a, in the most humble way you can. It gives me confidence to know, hey, I got to keep pushing forward because in the end, like you always say, success is the only option. Right. And that's dope. I think, man, um, with me, man, I started thinking about that like maybe a couple of um, years ago because anything with a father is very – I came up in a single-parent household, so I never had my father in my life. So – Biggest thing with me and family is about changing narrative, just having being able to be in a household, with my wife and my kids to see both parents. But any situation with the video music, anything with a father, son, man, it, it really hits me. So when I was on um, the reason why I go get an academy started in 2018, I did a speaking engagement at the school yeah, out of 25 kids. 
uh, 20 kids, hands was raised for his father's in prison or father's not in the household. And then the way they looked at me far as they never really had a black man coming to a school. So they kept wanting me to come back. This is at the beginning. So I was just doing it for free. I just wanted to serve. So they kept us as having me come back. It's like, man, you just come and they're just so excited to you to come every time. So it's like, do you got a mentoring program? They just kept saying it. And at the time I just was focused. All I wanted to do is speak, you know what I'm saying? But then it's crazy. My mentoring program allowed me to actually leave corporate America, you know? So now I'm able to, um, it's, they say you want to make God laugh, tell them your plans, you know, but it, but it all coincides yeah. with the brand, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it's definitely therapeutic. Every time I speak, you know, I, I, I get a great fulfillment of it and it makes me feel, um, I encourage people every day to do something that makes their heart, their soul smile. And that that's what mm. it does for me. You know, my energy as far as me is, is therapeutic for me. You know, I, I wake up with that. I got to go outside in the car now. I, sometimes I do it no matter what my wife says. <laughs> I be waking up. I'm excited. Yeah. No matter what I'm going through, you know, but if I'm, if I'm feeling low, you know, I have a process to mentally prepare myself every single day because I know as far as the messages I get, my energy is important. I want to make sure that I can help people on their journey. So I, I commend you, man. Something you did the other week, bro, in the, in the speaker group, this just showed, um, you actually doing it at a high level, you know, the, the check you show far as with the wizards or, um, or the thunder, the thunder, man, let's talk about that process as far as that even happening. Yeah, man. So funny enough, bro, I'm actually, I've actually spoken to a bunch, uh, this is my fourth NBA team, a uh, third okay. NBA team thus far. And, okay. you know, in doing the work that I do, it's all about, how do, how do we use our platforms as athletes, right? What can we do with our platform? You don't have to be an expert to, to bring people together, right? People are looking at these athletes. Kids are looking to them, right, for, right. for guidance. And so I'm actually speaking at a prayer breakfast in Oklahoma City. And at that prayer breakfast, I think the owner of the uh, Thunder is going to be there, right? The owner of the OKC Thunder is going to be there. And somehow my name got mentioned that I'm speaking there. I'm the keynote speaker. And um, people from HR reached out to, you know, me and my team. And uh, we, we sat down, we talked on the call and we were like, man, this is something that would be phenomenal for the staff over there. So that's kind of how everything got situated. And uh, it's all about me, you know, being able to speak at that first engagement and saying, right. hey, I'm still open to, to be able to serve you guys. Right. The city, um, because I think it's a centennial of the um, bombing that was there, unfortunately. And so I'm like, okay. anywhere that I can serve, especially this year, is uh, super important. So that's how things got set up with that one. Okay. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So I want to ask you this question. Chris Singleton, where where do you see Chris Singleton five years from now? Five years from now, man. Um, hopefully I, uh, I've i got my, my son playing baseball, hopefully, or playing something, <laughs> right? Because he's going to have to get uh, out the house and do something. Uh, right. Hopefully my, my other son that will be on the way in September will be here. He'll be happy and healthy. Marriage will be thriving. Um, I'll, I'll write another book that won't be for kids, um, but I'll continue to write children's books every single year because I'm passionate about that now. Uh, okay. Hopefully I grow in my faith. Um, um, what else do I want to do, man? I, I I love what I do now, bro. Like, I, I feel like I'm already doing what I've been called to do. I just want to do it on a, on a larger scale. Right. And so just continue to steward the blessings that God has given me. Um, and yeah, man, just show these kids, especially where I'm at in Charleston, like where, you know, 70% of all slaves came through Charleston, South Carolina. And so where I'm at right now, it's like showing them, hey, you don't have to move to Atlanta, right? You don't have to move to Charlotte. You can be where we're at and still be 
a successful black man. And I want to show these young kids, yes, we can do it here just as well. Regardless of our history we've had here, we can make it happen here. And uh, that's what I want to do in the, in the next five. Yeah, I think that's very, very powerful. I got to highlight this real quick because you said your, your new son is going to be born in September. Yeah. Yeah, September is a great month. You know, I'm not just saying it because that's my birthday month. I'm just saying the Virgos, <laughs> it's, it's a great month. It's a great month. But uh, something you said, too, that I think that's powerful. And I say this often, too, as far as with Akron, Ohio. You know, of course, now we were on the map with LeBron, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, we got a few people that's here that's operating at a high level in different uh, different arenas. And we're like, we, we want to, on the same tip, we want to show these young especially the young kings, that you can actually do something constructive. With me, it's very important for me to make it as a motivational speaker, to be successful. But to me, it's about, we talked about the uh, conference, impact and income. But I want to show them that you can be very successful as a motivational speaker. You know, you don't have to be an entertainer or a, um, a drug dealer or an athlete. It's another avenue. You can think outside the box. So my speaking engagement the other day, it, it really uh, made my heart skip a beat when the kids said the word, you know, I want to be a motivational speaker. I was like, wow, he wasn't even thinking like that. Then the other kid I brought on the podcast, it was a personal interview because my two youngest kids have um, autism. So he has um, this this group called um, Adopt a Senior for Akron and surrounding areas. So they post, um, parents normally post their, their senior in this group and they want us to adults to adopt a senior, get them guests for to support them as far as them graduating. So when I seen this kid's story, you know, I was definitely touched when I seen that he had autism and he was graduating from high school and he was going on to Akron University. And it was a bonus because I knew, unfortunately, that the tragic situation that just happened to him because his father was just murdered maybe a month ago. So I knew it was a tough time for him, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to meet him, you know, because we do occupational therapy. They tell us, you know, it's a big chance that you're, your kids will be nonverbal. And right now my daughter is eight, my son is four, and they're both nonverbal. So I wanted to meet him. And once I met him, just hear him just talking, he was just, you wouldn't even know. I was like, wow. And um, it was priceless for me. But I just say that to say that um, it's very important to show different, definitely in the inner city, that there's different ways you can make it, you know? And right there, another therapy session, just me operating our purpose, you know, I was able to be, you know, get some healing too. So um, someone want to ask you too, what made you invest in uh, Next Level Speakers Academy? Because you are you are already moving, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was already moving, um, but the thing was, you know, some Jeremy was getting way more money than I was in the school space, and I think I thought I was kind of maxed out in the school space, right? I'm like, man, how, you know, I can't get above this this amount of money for the schools that I go to, and Jeremy was charging way more than that. I'm like, how do you how are you doing this, man? How are you doing this? Like, I see you going to this school, that school, but, like, how are you charging them more? Like, I'm going to schools, too, but I can't charge that. And right. uh, that's why I, I wanted to learn and uh, really just figure out how, how he's built a business for years and years that's sustainable. Because, you know, I've been doing this for the last, you know, four years where it's really full-time, paying my bills and all that good stuff and taking care of my family. But I would say, like, how do you know it's sustainable, though? Right. Because four years for me, I feel like, you know, maybe my story might die out or something will happen. And he was like, no, nah, man, just keep working. And he just you know, gave me some tools that helped me, you know, kind of get to that next level, like he always talks about. And so that was mainly the reason why I wanted to do it, because he was charging more than I was in school. And I'm trying to figure out how's he getting those funds and uh, just to really connect with other people that are like minded like me, you know. 
Yeah, I, I love the community. And then where I'm at, like I said, I haven't reached that level that I'm able. Luckily, my mentoring program has allowed me to um, take care of my family. But in a speaker space, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm consistently getting gigs. And one thing that Jeremy said, I think that was very vital to me because I know I got the gift and everything. Like that. He said, you got to be in demand before you can make demands. So that's where I'm at. I, just, I was like, you know what? This next year, I just want to serve, serve. I know once people see me and once I get out there, then the opportunities will come. You know, so that's where I'm at. But I think it's very, very important to definitely invest in your craft. I agree, bro. I probably did like probably like 30, 30 engagements uh, back in 2018 that were, you know, not really paid. They were probably paid, you know, 100 bucks or or a gift card to Chick-fil-A or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, they right. weren't really paid, but I was grinding. And then those 30 free led to they probably led to. 60 or 80 paid, you know? So I just started right. getting out to the grinding and the connections that I was making, I didn't let those just, just walk, walk by, right? Hey, they would say, Hey, if you ever need me to reach out to somebody, do this, you know, do, you know, I'd love to be a resource. I wouldn't just say that and put it in my back pocket. I would say, I would hear that and I would use that resource immediately. That would lead right. to a paid engagement. And that kind of helped me out. Um, and kind of not being scared to, to go out there because then they were referring for me. And I think that's the best right. marketing when somebody refers you, you know? Okay, that's great. That's great. So I'm really excited. You know, I got my first uh, virtual virtual pay gig coming up uh, next week. So I'm really excited about that. I was pausing everything because I wanted to get the right materials and everything like that. But then I was like, how I've been operating already. I've been going as I go. I was like, you know what, man? I wanted to definitely look and study the modules and everything. I just wanted to really assess my brand and my business. And I was like, you know what? How everything else been growing since I made this decision. I've been going and learning as I go. So let me just get at it you know so already um it's been some schools reaching out so i'm excited and um you're definitely a big inspiration so i love i love what you're doing keep doing you uh before you wrap it up this is the goal get a podcast with jay black so i gotta ask you this question then from there we'll ask your social media information so people can have that but how important are goals to you bro they are huge goals are goals are huge you know for me i started writing down my yearly goals my monthly goals my financial goals spiritual goals Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family goals, right? I wrote all those down. I think it started two years ago. I read this book called Wealth Can't Wait. And I read that book and it, it mind changed. It, I mean, changed my mind for goals forever. So now mm-hmm. we, I do something called the perfect year. So in the perfect year, how much money do I make? How many dates am I able to go on with my wife? How many things that can I teach my son that are new? Um, you know, how many, how many, how much money can I donate? Right. Like all those different things that I'll, I'll write in my perfect year. And, uh, over the last two years, I've been extremely blessed to be able to, to make it now. I don't know if you can see it, but my goal this year is to be in the, the 1% of South Carolina, right. Financially mm. where I'm at. And so that's one of my goals for the year. And I actually put it on my board, uh, right here and, it, and right okay. next to it, it says, it says, what can I be doing right now to help me achieve my goals and aspirations right next to it? So anytime I'm like, Whoa. you know, you know, bored or something or just on my phone, I look up, I'm like, man, let me get back to it, man. I, I'm not there yet. Right. So right. I think they're huge. And, and uh, having those baby steps to get there is also huge. So, yeah, right. for sure. That's dope. That's dope. And I think um, writing it down changes everything. Once you write it down, you can see it as you're fully committing to it. And actually, in my book, Goals Good Direction, I actually share a format. This on daily goals. You know, I'm big on writing some writing a positive affirmation at the top. In the right-hand corner, you you want to put a date to it, you know, to hold yourself accountable. Then I believe in um, signature, and then you write down. Let's say you write down five goals, 
and we put boxes next to each one. So we do this at nighttime. The next night we come in, we be honest with ourselves. You got to be honest with yourself. Put a check in what you achieved today. So it's a good little format as far as daily goals, you know, just to look at your goals. I think one big component as far as um, executing goals is having one accountability partner. So with mm. me, mine is my wife. So she, I'll tell her, I'll share my goal sheet with her. And if I'm slacking or anything, she'll, she know what she noticed to get me steamed up every time. She'll be like, I thought you was a goal getter. You know, that's the brand. Of course I'm a goal getter. So let me get, let me get, let me get focused. You know what I'm saying? So I told her to do that because I know it's going to hit me. It's going to sting, you know? Yeah. But I think having that one accountability partner is very, very important when it comes to achieving goals. So yeah, man, definitely I wish you the best. You know, I already know you're going to continue to do great things. Um, Get the people your social media information so they can definitely stay connected. Yeah, man. All my social medias, uh, Chris Singleton is my name. So it's C Singleton underscore two. And uh, most of them are verified. C Singleton underscore two. You'll see a picture with me and my family as my profile. I can't wait to connect with you guys. That's great. That's great. So I appreciate y'all tuning in to the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Make sure, make sure I want to encourage you to definitely adapt the mindset that success is the only option. Understand, I don't care where you are in life. If you're still here, you're blessed. If you're still breathing, you have the opportunity to change your whole life around. And that's my guy, Les Brown, let us say. If you can look up, you can get up. You know, so I want you, I just encourage you to definitely understand that you're blessed because you're still breathing and you can have a life that you want to live, but you got to be willing to put in the work, bottom line. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember, only person that can stop you is you. Yes. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.